Henson's personal log, Stardate classified, by orders of Starfleet, for some reason. My transfer papers came in last week on the pad, it didn't give me any details whatsoever. It just said, you are now being transferred to a planet-side assignment in a densely populated chronometric distortion. That was it. There's no mention of my commanding officer, but I'm supposed to report to them. There's no mention of the team, but I'm supposed to work with them. Who thought it was a good idea to transfer a records officer who's been working the night shift for six months onto a planet-side assignment? I have no idea why I'm here. Hopefully someone's gonna explain what's going on. Anyone here? A question. Since before your sun burned hot in space, and before your race was born, I have awaited a question. I am the guardian of forever. I am my own beginning, my own ending. Hi there. I'm the lieutenant commander in charge here. Uh, ignore the big rock. He's... I am the guardian of forever. See? Right. Uh, with all due respect, sir, I'm more interested in why I'm actually here. My transfer pad uh, wasn't very specific. Ah. Well, we needed someone with the right set of skills for a top secret mission. Through time. A what? A time mission? How? Through that? Is this the canary? The what? Ignore him, he is the engineer overseeing this project. I'm the one pulling on your lifeline. Lifeline? How dangerous is this? We need someone unique, special, outstanding. Expendable. Wow, cheers for that. Ensign, never mind that. I need you to step over here. What? Why? S sir, can, can I just... We find it better to just don't ask. Your science knowledge is obviously primitive. Hey! Behold. A gateway to your own past, if you wish. Nanoprobes deployed. A Tavacron is now resetting the quantum inversion coefficient. Canary is caged. Sir? This device is the Atavacron. Well, more precisely, it's a replica. We are prepping your body for the mission. Which is? We need you to travel back in time to key events in history. And observe. Uh, and then report back to us. Report what? We don't know. Something. Anything. We need you to recount your experiences. But we need you to just do this. No questions asked. Is that an order? What part of no questions asked don't you understand? Um. It's okay, Anson. We just need you to go back in time, and if we say anything more, it could compromise the experiment. A uh, uh, mission. I, I meant mission. Follow me. Right. Uh, stand here. That's an order. It's pretty close to this rock. I am the. I know, I know, the Guardian. Oh, forever. 
Sir? Sir? Why are you taking a step back? Hey, Ensign. That's a question. Engaging reverse tractor beam. Pushing test subject now. Pushing what? Ensign Dan, to anyone who can hear me. Uh, who can hear me? Hello there, Ensign. Who are you? Isn't it obvious? I'm the irascible, the uncontainable, the incredible, the marvellous. The modest? I'm Q. The Q? Well, a Q. And it looks like you are here thanks to more meddling by mortal creatures in things they don't understand. Okay. Seriously, what's going on? Your superiors sent you here on a mission to observe time and space. To where no one has gone before. Sound familiar? Problem is, you're here. And now you're my problem. Why am I here? Oh, it'll be easier to show you. Here. What is this? Give me some sort of hand device? This is a primitive device for observing past events and future ones. What? You see, I have a mission of much more importance for you. I need a human perspective on some events in history and space-time. In fact, you've already been here. At least in some limited understanding. You remember all of those files about outside time adventures by all those illustrious captains that you so revere? You need to sit here. Watch the events on this little screen as they unfold before you. I'm trying to track down a few key events for some friends of mine. What? Friends? What? In the early 21st century, your species called it a binge watch. But I need someone to do the menial work for me. To identify what is best to watch and what only your ilk would like. You need to locate the point in time, establish the events in canon, adjust the events as though a limited creature uh, like yourself would change events, and then recommend to godlike beings, as well as your own peers if you must, then set up the next watch. I call it the Elkars system. I hope it will catch on. You are about to embark on the most needlessly complicated rewatch of your universe's history ever. In fact, I might even throw in an extra few realities for you, just in case. Did you know that your entire existence is actually someone's TV show somewhere else? <laughs> oh, I get it. It's like the old ancient Earth entertainment. Look who's catching on! Yes, but your reports will be made in audio. So it's more like um, something they used to call a podcast. So let me get this straight. I've been transferred by Starfleet Temporal Investigations to assess history, but now you're taking over and I'm actually going to rewatch this history of, as a TV show, but recorded as an audio podcast for your entertainment. Now you've got it! Oh look, it's starting. Better get going. Time to start the bang. Space-time, the ever-expanding frontier. These are the records 
of the most needlessly complicated rewatch of the Star Trek franchise ever. Its mission, to locate every second and contemplate every eon, from outside time to the Big Bang, all the way to the end of all existence. To do what no sane entity has ever done before. This is the Temporal Trek Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Temporal Trek Podcast, here on iTunes and hosted on CastBox. I'm your host, Dan Hitch, and let's get into it. This is season one, our first proper season. Season zero was pretty much a test for me, just making sure that I got used to using the software and hopefully putting together something that was entertaining, but I really want to get started proper now. As you've just heard from our uh, illustrious Q colleague, we have a new rating system. So just to introduce you to the LCARS system, I've got to locate where we are in space and time. So that would pretty much just be me recounting whatever scene I'm watching and sort of placing it in a time frame. When we get to proper points in history, so whether it's a set time, perhaps a year, something like that, I will then outline that, maybe even give you a bit of actual history to place it alongside our existence with this universe, the Star Trek universe. As it's been made aware to me by Q, not only is the Star Trek universe where I come from, I'm Ensign Dan, but also it is a TV show as well. There's another reality, there's the real reality. That's the reality you're sitting in and listening to right now. So I'm going to try and put them all together in locations. C stands for canon, but it's probably more about continuity. Looking at the effects of this scene and how it might change all of reality. My reality, your reality, and so on. So it's more about continuity. A for adjustments. I am a writer, Ensign Dan's a writer, and the real version of me from the parallel universe is also a writer. So maybe I'll pretend as though I am a Q and try and adjust the script, adjust the words that are being said, maybe to make more sense, maybe uh, to fit more of a preference than I would like, perhaps something else. Then we've got recommendations. As with the previous season, recommendations are really uh, Star Trek fans, so people who like watching the TV show of Star Trek. Then we have the non-fans. We have people who might want to come into the series. Is what I'm watching a good introduction to them? And of course, I'll have to recommend to Q and his godlike entities. Does it actually matter on the grand scheme of things? Then S, setting up for the next episode. Nice and straightforward, I'll just give you a timestamp so that we can watch the next episode before I download it. So, our first episode, Season 1, Episode 1. We are in the Big Bang, the start of everything, the start of space-time. Location. We're currently in Voyager. We're back, actually, in the episode Death Wish. But this is a slightly different area. We are at timestamp 8 minutes 26 seconds, so slightly earlier than the previous Death Wish segment that I watched as part of Season Zero. Quinn, our Q who wishes to die, I took him to an old hiding place. A very old hiding place. 
So Quinn is playing around with the Voyager crew. They've left Q behind in the 24th century, as Quinn says, and he's moved them into a hiding spot so that he can get away from them to perhaps appeal to Janeway and uh, get her to judge fairly on his case, whatever that might be. There are no stars outside. The crew on board are detecting nothing outside. Something is unusual, similar to the area that I just found myself when I passed through the Guardian of Forever. But there are no stars outside. There's nothing outside. As Quinn said, there's no universe outside. Chakotay tells Janeway that there are a build-up of baryonic particles outside. Tech the tech! Uh, I'm no scientist, so uh, please, if scientists are listening and they want to get in uh, touch with me, is a baryonic particle a real thing? Is it uh, some sort of theoretical thing that we think is what was there at the millionth of a nanosecond at the beginning of the Big Bang? Uh, is this a real thing or is this just tech the tech and techno babble that's been added in? Quinn seems to think it's perfectly normal. Based on our readings, now Tuvok is the next bit. What readings exactly? I'm not entirely sure. If there's nothing outside, how do they get readings of anything? Um, there is baryonic particles, so if that is something that is linked to what we think the Big Bang might be, maybe that's what they're sort of basing their conjecture on. So that's what they're going to go for. But there is nothing outside there. Q has now reappeared. They've, he's tracked them down, and they are now in this hiding spot with Q. So it hasn't worked. Quinn's ploy has not worked to get rid of Q. Bilana is the next person to talk, and she says that the ship would not survive the Big Bang. Um, pretty... Uh, Pretty standard response, yeah. I, I, I don't see how a Starfleet ship would be able to withstand the impact of existence exploding in its face. So it makes perfect sense. Q just brushes it aside. Uh, but imagine the honour of having your DNA spread from one corner of the universe to the other. In fact, you might be the birth of the humanoid form. Now, we're going to be coming up to other episodes in the future that might deal with why everyone looks like a humanoid but a kind of a funny aside that you know what if the voyager existing at that point of the big bang occurring um is another reason for humanoids being populated into our galaxy and perhaps the entire universe it's a funny little aside i like how it's sort of a meta commentary uh, on the episode then we could stop at this point and I could provide you with a timestamp, but there's a, just a tiny little section extra. It's already quite a short episode, so I was going to include this as well. They start then getting attacked by protons. Quinn has realised that hiding in the Big Bang isn't going to work. He has done something. He's moved them to another area, and he's moved them inside a sphere where they are going to be attacked by protons. He has reduced them down to the size of subatomic particles, and they are being attacked by protons. Is this still the Big Bang? I'm not entirely sure. But considering there was no sort of grand gesture from Quinn, um, it was an unseen wave of the hand or click of the fingers as the Q liked to do, it's not clear whether he's moved out and into a new area of space-time, or whether the birth of the universe means that it has now enveloped them and they are inside all of creation uh, happening at the same time. I like to think that this is all part and parcel of the same point in time, the Big Bang. So I'm including all of this right up to timestamp 10 minutes exactly.
can't say fairer than that but if you have any feedback for me if you think that I should have cut it shorter down to the timestamp of 9 minutes 29 seconds when we change from what is clearly the Big Bang to this attack of the protons by all means get in touch with me tell me what you think it should have been so that's our location the Big Bang um, there we go uh, there's not much I can give you in terms of history because history hasn't actually happened yet the Big Bang is the beginning of space and time. There's not much to talk about. <laughs> uh, as I've said, I'm not a scientist, so I can't give you any of the background or anything like that. But if you are a scientist, again, I do appeal to my audience. Get in touch, get back to me. And when I'm looking to do a feedback episode or perhaps splice in any feedback into future episodes, I can come back to this point and then perhaps give you a bit more detail. So continuity canon if you will is there an effect on the canon of the star trek universe no there's the presence of the voyager at the big bang which is must be you know part and parcel of what is now existence but nothing voyager does whilst it's there affects the universe as far as we can see there are two q on board with all their powers intact so any potential contamination of the continuity or the canon if you will is negated by the fact that 2q are there they always seem to be looking out for existence and continuity so we're going to stick with that uh, that idea that if the cure involved there isn't an impact on the continuity alterations not much else i can say uh, i pointed out that you know tuvok says based on our readings we are at the birth of the universe. Um, you know, maybe change that line saying, based on the fact we have no readings, I would logically surmise that we are before the universe existed. Maybe that makes more logical sense. But other than that, there's really not much to go on here. We've got just over a minute and a half's worth of material to react to here. So alterations, not many to do. Recommendations to fans, to non-fans, and to those Q-like and God-like beings out there. So, to fans, it's a bit of fun. Yeah, great. Doesn't really change anything. Quinn could have taken them to any hiding place. There is really nothing about this one minute and a half to watch. Same goes for non-fans. If you're trying to get into the series and then all of a sudden a ship just suddenly appears at the Big Bang... Again, it's a fun sort of conceit. It's a sort of a funny aside. It's something that's weird to watch, but it's not going to draw in an audience. It's not going to bring you in. If you were to create a short trek out of this one minute and a half of material, there's not really much to go on. To godlike beings, maybe you find it interesting. Um, I can't really say to you, but uh, we'll just have to see. I'll uh, hand it over to the gods whether they want to see the beginning of this story. Really, all that remains for me to say is to set up our next timestamp. We are skipping over to the next generation. All good things. It's a double-parter. It's put together as one episode on the Netflix UK edit. And we are at timestamp. One hour, eight minutes and 38 seconds. Thanks very much for listening. And I'll see you in the next time stream. Hugh, is that all right? Um, could you answer me just one question? How long exactly do you want me to be reviewing history for? If you'd like to contact the show, there's now a Twitter account. Search Temporal Trek Podcast at rider underscore coattail or contact me directly 
at hitch underscore Daniel. I'm also on Instagram, Daniel underscore hitch underscore writer. There's also a website with all of the timestamps you need to follow along. Go to ridingcoattails.simplesite.com and click the Temporal Trek page link. The show is always going to be free, there's no Patreon at all. But if you wish to financially contribute to the show, feel free to find my books by searching me, Daniel Hitch, on Amazon. And we'll catch you in the next time stream.